farming pieces initially was how I could grow closer to God, just being outside, observing his perfection and all the plants, just the ecosystem. And then it became more of an understanding. Soil health, gut health, those are the same thing. They're one for one. So just kind of looking at those parallels in the early years of my company and the early years of farming and then saying, okay, now I understand the parallels. I understand how God placed all these tools on earth, not all the tools, but I understand enough because again, God didn't design our world to be too complex when it comes to health. They're just pillars that we just, just try to honor them. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Welcome to the show. I am so excited. I've got someone on the show today that is right here, literally in my backyard. She's right in Pungo of Virginia Beach. And if you know where that is, then you know it is beautiful. And Ashley and I go way back to um, I am like celebrating four years and eight months of sobriety. So I used to sell biodynamic wine with Ashley back in the day, which we'd known each other even before that. But to think it's been that long since we've really like been in the same room is perplexing. But thank you, COVID, and not so much thank you. Um, just to watch though, Ashley, the evolution of your, your passions and your heartbeat and the way in which you're helping people. You guys, she is a homesteader. She's She's a regenerative health doctor. She is a, has a storefront, so she's got an e-commerce brand um, called The Farm Life and another one called Pungo Roots, and she has helped so many of my friends, and so her name kept coming up in my text messages and conversations with friends on how much she has supported them um, intimately with their health journeys, and so I thought, gosh... I need to have her on the show because what you do, I'm passionate about, but more so importantly, it's something that I know God is passionate about. And so I'm excited for my friends to learn from you and to have a new resource in their tool belt. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's good to see you again. (laughs) It's so fun to be literally in each other's backyard, but here we are online. Um, Podcasts make things like this fun. So I want to jump in with like uh, a little bit of the evolution story of where you are now because you have been in the entrepreneurial game for a very long time. um, And I've always been passionate about business, but the way in which you've done it um, has been hard. It's always hard. I don't think there's an easy element to it, but you've done it with such grace and you've maintained your ethics and your design for other people so beautifully. Will you kind of like bring us into that sphere of how all of these businesses have come to be? Sure. 
Uh, so yeah, this year I celebrate 12 years as an entrepreneur. Congrats. And it started out early on with the kids being pretty young. So I have four children and wanting to build a multi-generational family business for them. So products on the farm, growing food, going to the farmer's market, and all right out of the gate, faith-based. So I've always just been non-negotiable about that. And I think that's why it's been so hard, but, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so as the children got older and we were just kind of evolving through different stages of homeschooling, and then they all decided they wanted to go to school. Now that was almost six years ago, I think, five to six years that they wanted to go to school. They started going to a little Christian school. So then I said, hmm, what should I do now and scale um, the companies a bit more? So I got deeper into functional medicine education, deeper into farming education to make sure those worlds were always bridged together pretty well um, and eventually opened up my first brick and mortar right before the pandemic. Right. <laughs> so not the Yay. best timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, started seeing more clients, you know, just with the, just kind of scaling it up as my knowledge base grew, as my faith grew, just kind of understanding what roles I can serve for people. Um, and now within the last couple of years, those roles have really, really deepened for people. And I'm just following God's lead on that. Um, it's just been an honor to be able to serve so many people through their health with their faith. And so if anyone walks into the door here of my office, they're going to immediately see a Bible quote up on the wall. They know, they already know, like she is driven by the Lord. And I know when I walk in this space, I will be able to discuss my health knowing that God is seated beside us too. Yeah. And that has been very difficult from more the external right. circumstances of being a faith-based entrepreneur, especially in functional medicine, because that's a very new age yeah. kind of woo-woo. <laughs> true. Yeah. And well, so people, and then it's predatory too. You yeah. Know? <laughs> there's something you specifically said it, it aligned to that that I want to bring up for people because there are multiple ways that entrepreneurs go about this when they're there in their faith. And predominantly, everybody listening to this particular show, they are. And yet, some people come and they're like, gosh, I, am, I love the way you put your faith out front. And other people don't feel called to that. They feel to put their faith as the foundation, as we always should, but they don't necessarily um, emphasize that. So they don't have Bible scripture connected to everything that they do. Um, they might not be praying with all of their clients like you and I are, um, or praying before they go live on the podcast like you and I just did. But it doesn't mean that they don't put those principles to practice. Where was, and, and how did God speak to you individually on why you decided to do it that way versus having it as kind of of like maybe an incognito faith-driven brand? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good question because it did go through a transition. So I would say for the first eight-ish years, it was just faith foundation and just embodiment mm. and just pretty good with that and enjoying that. And there was just some, I mean, the Holy Spirit speaks to us at these pivotal moments in our life that drops us to our knees and we say, okay, I'm going to listen. And yeah. so- in the heart of the pandemic, that is when the Holy Spirit said, you need to put your faith out in the open now and your embodiment 
good job. That's awesome. But it is time to go boldly out and say, here are the non-negotiables and this is who I am. And I hope you still love me now that I'm really coming out with this more openly. Um, and, and, and that, you know, lost probably 8,000 followers on Instagram in a matter of 48 hours. Mm. But when the Holy Spirit calls us, we, we listen. Yeah. Uh, And ever since then, it's been wonderful. So it was the, it was both, right? It was just kind of that just very observation embodiment. And then it was the, no, I'm ready to be bold. And, and I feel called to do that now. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel difficult day to day, despite persecution at every angle, because you know, you, you, it was your time to. Yeah. And, and you're honoring what God is saying. Of course, uh, we could have fear of man connected to the way in which we show up for our faith, or we're going to have fear of God. And for me, in, in fear of God, for those listening, we know is like all in reverence, not like I'm afraid of mm-hmm. him. He's going to like come down and scorch me with his lightning bolt. He could, I guess. But <laughs> at the same time, it's this knowing that it's more just like I love you. And I want to be obedient to what you're saying because I know you're a good father. And in my obedience, then more things get unlocked inside of me. And so I've, I've witnessed that from your brand and it's been really cool. And and it gets me giddy because I'm like, let's go girl. Because we know at the end of the day, while we get to do these really unique things and you're specifically in this product-based health-based industry, that at the end of the day, it's eternity. At the end of the day, the answer is Jesus. And so specifically in the health realm, um, I'll share some of the struggles that I've had um, associated to it is like vaccines. Um, and, you know, people I'm sure have a whole COVID vaccine, but I'm actually speaking to um, vaccines associated to my kiddos when I was growing, when they were getting bigger and they still were being asked to have those annual vaccines. And I just didn't like that. I never took a flu shot. I never was somebody who was like prone to medicine per se. And um, there was this one particular time where the, they, this display that they're a homeopathic doctors, but they were like advocating for my four year old at the time to get vaccines. And I just felt so much tension inside of me. I knew I didn't want to. I told my husband before I walked in, I'm not doing this. And the pressure and the facts, quote unquote, that were shared to me, pictures that were shown to me of children, if this didn't happen, literally losing limbs because they weren't getting this vaccine. I'm sitting there like, I'm the worst mom ever if I don't do this thing. So okay, 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 I'll do it. And I remember just crying as she was getting the shot, not only because she was crying, but I was crying, but I was crying for the depths of, I can't believe I was just coerced into this choice. And I immediately called another homeopathic friend and she's like, bring her in tomorrow. We'll do all the extraction of metals that we possibly can. We'll do all of the baths and salts and all the stuff that we can. But I remember at that point, it being a pivotal moment. This was five years ago that I was like, never again, I'm going to take a stand for my health in the way that I know God is leading me to take a stand. And so will you help because you do so much for women pre and postnatal, which is another area that we really connected in. Um, Where do you find a lot of people from a vaccine lens or even just overall general health um, coming to you as a variable to what's being offered in a boxed healthcare system? Mm -hmm. It's really that, that one word fear. Mm. So we fearing God versus fearing man. Like you said, when we fear God, it's with reverence and awe and respect. When we fear the medical system, the fear mongering that goes on there, that is not okay. 
I mean, that's borderline demonic, if you yes, ask me. Agreed. And I know these are good people who don't even realize that they're doing the devil's work. They just yep. don't even know, most of them. But so most people come in and say, I, I'm part of that fear-based system, and I know I don't want to be anymore, but I don't know how, what to do. Yeah. And I just need someone to help me understand which decisions are more dangerous, not dangerous. Like, am I putting my child at risk? Am I not putting my... Can you help me just understand which is actually a serious thing and which one is just fear? And that's, we take it one decision at a time, which mm. vaccines is probably the number one decision I navigate with, sure. with kids. Yeah, sure. with parents. Yeah. It's, and usually husband and wife come sit down with me. I'm just kidding because they have their opposing views. Totally, which is more <laughs> therapy. You're just like, okay, and now I'm a marriage counselor. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> sometimes multiple generations come in because well, all yeah. the skeptics will come in the room. Wow. And and some, and sometimes they're filming me or oh, recording me. And <laughs> that's so stressful. <laughs> but these are people who are trying to bring their own families through that walk out of fear yeah. as well. So they want everyone to kind of hear me speak about my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And explaining ancestral health, explaining our wiring, explaining how God made us. Mm -hmm. And then we then can walk into these appointments, understanding the foundation of our body and our brain. And then when mm -hmm. people, when doctors fear monger us, we can be like, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because I already know a lot about facts. my body. Right. So you don't <laughs> feel like I felt so dumb in that moment and so unprepared to be a good mom. And yeah. that was like, the, but at the same time, I had already been convicted by the Holy Spirit. She's safe. She's good. All is well. I've got her. And mm -hmm. so I know that that tension was one of those like de just defining moments in motherhood where like, no, I will advocate for my children. And soon after that, it was the transitions of education and really going into understanding um, what does it look like to homeschool, though I didn't homeschool, but wanting that type of environment for my kids. Where does that exist? Do I want faith in their education or not? And so when mm -hmm. we specifically think about faith integrated with our health, it's not a common conversation at all. Uh, but no. yet when someone is walking through something, what's the first thing that we do? I'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. But do we really believe that God of the universe, the one who created us from the inmost parts of our mother's womb, do we really believe or do we just practice what we say? Or are we actually really truly having faith that he is a healer? And so- mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of modalities that you present to people in the truth that he is a healer and that healing is, is multifaceted. If you come to your store, you're going to see products, right? And people are going to look to that as, oh, this is just another ploy, but there are, there are homeopathic products. Can you explain how your farm is a part of that? How you do the research connected to what is on your shelf versus what is not and what you would omit off of every, you know, even counter or a, a medicine cabinet from other people? Yeah. So the farming piece is initially was how I could grow closer to God, just being outside, observing his perfection and all the plants, mm -hmm. just the ecosystem. And then it became more of an understanding. Soil health, gut health, those are the same thing. They're one for one. So just kind of looking at those parallels in the early years of my company and the early years of farming and then saying, okay, now I understand the parallels. I understand wow. how God placed all these tools on earth. Not all the tools, but I understand enough because again, God didn't design our world to be too complex when it comes to health. They're just pillars that we just, just try to honor them. And so the products are really 
viewed through that lens of simplistic ancestral health, like nothing over the top. There is definitely not one thing that will fix everything because, you know, the product world is so marketing heavy. You have to yeah. take this or your gut will not work. Just different yeah. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of using the gut as that centerpiece, which is where our immune system is, and just kind of spanning it out from there. Now, for women, I use the womb as the centerpiece yeah. and span out from there. But for children and men and kind of just people who walk in just to my store, I'm not going to be like, let's talk about your womb. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I'll tell you. a little intense, but I, lo- I love it for women. Because even someone who, um, you know, I'm now newly stepping into the understanding of hormonal health. You know, we get to go through different seasons of our lives. And in a motherhood time, I really was just concerned about my womb and being able to procreate and have more babies and for them to be healthy and for me to feel great in that process, which is still very much where I'm at. But I'm also in this like becoming journey of thinking of my age and thinking of my skin and thinking about the hormones that are about to shift because I have the next generation who's telling me how terrible it is to go through menopause, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm so afraid, right? But I don't have to be afraid. And so it's now I'm in this place of like, well, teach me, right? Like teach me now so I'm prepared and I don't come into that place of shock and fear. So talk to us about some of the women, because that's who a lot of my counterparts and friends who have come to see you have just had such transformation because of these seasons that they're in. Yeah. So we've recently, within the last, I don't know, year or two, there's been a lot of authors in functional medicine writing about cycling and hormonal cycling, and it's been very disconnected from God Mm. at every turn. Yeah. And so I just kept being like, I have a question. I have a, like, I have another <laughs> I question. Who's <laughs> God? I mean, I made our womb, our reproductive system. And so that's where the part I've been linking it for women, where it's like, let's discuss scripture. Let's discuss your womb. Let's discuss your hormones. Let's not discuss them in separate aspects. So your, your faith is going to dictate your hormone health. And wow. none of the books are telling you that. Yes. I'm here to tell you that that's a huge piece of, you know, and in the day-to-day world, that's like nervous system regulation, but who regulates our nervous system better than God? That's so good. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Yeah. So it's helped women just unravel what they thought they needed to do for their hormones. They're like, Mm -hmm. well, I started sea cycling or I started taking this or I started doing that. And it's like, put your nervous system at the centerpiece of that put God at the centerpiece of that and then let that span out from there what your tools need to be. And it'll make more sense then. Yeah. I even see, you mentioned kind of the demonic realm or the control that the enemy has in some of these spheres that we're speaking to both faith and health and many more. Um, and, and as you were saying this last example, I was thinking of like crystals and sage and stars and moon alignment and like people doing these sound baths and these pieces that I I do truly believe aren't all wrong. There's astrology biblically, like God is in all of that. But the way in which it becomes the idol is the mm-hmm. thing that's wrong because God made it Sage didn't just appear to be a witchcraft tool. So can you teach right. us a bit about that side of it as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I think what a lot of 
we, we're just tied to the moon because we're outdoor creatures. I mean, yeah. this whole, like, <laughs> we're just 29 day women. Women are just linked up because we're supposed to be outside more than That's in. I mean, good. it's just the way God made us. So yeah. making it all into this astrology, powerful moon pulling us. And it's like, no. And so when women aren't cycled up to the moon, they're, they're probably just not outside enough. <laughs> so I mean, good. Let's just break this down. It's oh, kind of, we're just kind of pulled to nature because that's just yeah. the, the way the ebb and flows of seasons are, are part of how we are as creatures too. But nothing about that is to be used as a tool, as a beacon for how we mm -hmm. operate our day-to-day -day life. There, so There is no crystal that will fix that. That's, you know, it's all, and so yes, the whole hormone world right now for women is very, very, New agey, and like you said, some of it is wonderfully backed biblically and ancestrally. Yeah. And, you know, women would gather and sing and pray and, yes, use frequencies. And, but we don't know how we did that once upon a time. So we're <laughs> it's very far removed. Yeah. So we're trying to tap into that, that deep wisdom that God literally wove into our beautiful womb. It makes us so complex. But we're having a hard time implementing that in a larger sphere because women are being very, it's very hard to be strong in a faith where you don't allow some of that to creep in. Discernment needs to be the word of the year for the next decade or something. I don't know. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, and I think that's where it comes down to even from the discernment of our own health and our own bodies and knowing what feels right and what doesn't. Um, I have also friends who have dealt with cancer already in the young ages of 30 and 40 and on up from there and processing, how do I handle this homeopathically? Do I blend medicine with the response? And um, sometimes people being made feel, felt guilty if they decide to go that route and or they fear they have more fear because they think that that's the only solution. And so how how are you helping people navigate like, what medicinally makes sense at over the counter and or being prescribed mm -hmm. at large versus what can we do to to just one at a time just like let's just swap these out and watch what happens are you more of a slow immersion kind of homeopathic supporter or are you like let's jump in let's actually let me tell you all the reasons these are terrible and let's start now it well it depends on the severity of the situation sure so if it's cancer obviously we're going to switch out everything. But at the foundation of what I do, I do use data. So I'm, I'm trained to interpret lab work. Wow. And so I can look into a body, someone's body through stool, urine, blood, and I can just look for clinical correlations, depletions, disruptions, toxic burden, infections. At the end of the day, these things are all happening in our bodies yeah. and help them make sense of what's the most actionable thing to take on first. So cancer is an extreme case because we have to run talk screen labs, gut labs. We have to run all the labs and we have to unravel that very quickly, the root of cell mutation. But preventative health wise, it's yeah. often just let's address nutritional deficiencies. Let's figure out, make sure you're going poop every day. Yep. <laughs> the good stuff. Yep. I mean, really, like just we, we start on a more simple level. Let's just get yeah. you feeling like your detox capacity, yeah, capacity awesome. works pretty well. Yeah. Um, I would say 
if it's not an extreme case like cancer where we haven't we have to move and do this quickly, then it would be more of a personality. And I would say about ten percent of my clients are like, I will go all in and change everything now. Yeah. And the other 90% are like, please be gentle with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying really hard. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. But I love because when you come into even your store or even your e-commerce store, you can see that it's not just um, one lens. It's not even just medical. There's also like skincare, right? Yeah. Which is, is a huge part of our body. And as someone who is just like, I'll put anything over the counter on my face to now being like, oh, wow, I want to be really mindful of what's going on my skin because I don't also want to be a massive proponent. I'm not a massive proponent. I've never tried it, but of injections and watching because we're aging, people wanting to anti-age. But again, like, first off, I think aging is an element of wisdom, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also know that God is in the midst of that. And so how do we also approach that conversation for women to understand that there are other healthy options for how we go about doing some of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first part is working with them where they can unravel why they're resisting aging as mm-hmm. into a wise, beautiful elder one day, why they don't yeah. want to become that. Um, they, that's the going back to fear. Mm. It's, it's just still going back to earthly fear. So if I can't get them to unravel that, I'll be honest, it's, it's going to be difficult to help them with the switch outs. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they, they need to go through that deep, deep, deep descent into their own beauty. And then they'll be like, mm. I'm good. Yeah. And so I think that's why people do come to me more so than, I don't know, somewhere else is because I'm like, no, we're going to, we're going to really get into the depths here. (laughs) It's so good and so necessary. It's interesting, actually, because I never imagined by being uh, somebody who helps people build businesses that I would be doing work like that. But you realize, especially from my own testimony, where I was great at business, but I was terrible at the personal development stuff. I had no sense of emotional intelligence, no sense of identity. I wasn't walking with the Lord. That That's actually what I have a radar for most. Like, yeah, I can build your business and we can do that thing and it'll be great. But my empathy and my compassion exists in, but how are you really? Right? Like, let's mm-hmm. go to that side first because we can build a business all day long. But if it's not built, like we talked about at the beginning on that solid foundation, you're going to succumb to all the shiny lights, all of the things that um, associated to finances that you're going to have to face, highs or lows when it comes to wealth building, prosperity development, and as you mentioned, generational legacy. And those things in the chasms of our heart and our mind have to be dealt with first before ever actually even doing the thing that most people want, where they're just like, I just want my wrinkles to go away. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, and <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there's so much to that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to speak a little bit to this, this financial piece because I know one, the farm a life element, and it's literally called the farm life. So it's, it's also mm-hmm. a way of life in which she, um, navigates and helps us to, to walk in that from the farm to the table, literally to the storefront. Um, I know there was talks for a while of having an even bigger storefront is, is the vision, right? The vision in it is like it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it supports more people. And with that, there's lots of dollars. And so can you help people understand how you've walked the financial journey of being a faith-filled business owner um, and as well as how it was really in this particular industry? Mm-hmm. I've definitely exercised a lot of patience 
from a scaling perspective. I would say a lot of that had to do with mothering is at the forefront of all that I do. So every chapter of scaling was based off of the tenants that I have as a mother Mm. um, of being very involved with them. Um, So yeah, financially, I've always been super conservative. So I don't build a new store, which I did just build a new store. It's not even a year old, the new uh, farm store. I built that store when I was financially stable enough to go in with a partner and, you know, scale a little bit more. It's always, yeah, I'm not really into the J curve stuff. It's just not my thing. Good. I'm really more so into just like very hyper local scaling. Um, And it's like you said, after 12 years of it, drips of hyper growth, you can 10X this, you can... I'm like, you know what? I just want to put food on the table, food on God's table. And the rest of it, I just want to live a wonderful life with my family. That's so good. And employ a small number of people who love what they do and just help the community out. I just genuinely, in my own financial endeavors, have not really needed to pursue much more than that. Um, So in terms of the store growing, I think we're just going to kind of lock in right now and hold steady. We've got my office where I'm at now, the farm store and the market are all within a mile of each other. So good. So the community can just find a little wellness circle down here. And we're just kind of holding steady with that. I love that. Well, and I think in the times that we're living in anyway, like steady is so critical. And you're so right that there's always like this eagerness for more faster. And that's such a, um, American, Americanized concept. Um, and I love specifically, I've seen your boys grow. She's got four boys, you guys, not just four kids, four boys. So to watch them, I remember coming to your house at one point and having them come in with the chickens and there was chicken coops in the house. I think at the time you had little baby chicks <laughs> going on. And it's just like the farm life that we get to experience. It's like an invitation. And it's an invitation to come and dwell on your farm and to get your hands dirty. And I used to host dinners. Or I don't know if you're still doing that mm-hmm. anymore, but loved oh, yeah. those. We, because we're so nationally driven, nations even driven, nations are rooted in the neighborhood. They're rooted in just being a good neighbor. And so to just have people actually come and dwell at your house, I love. But I love when I also go to your store and I like feel like, ah, this is such an Ashley space. And it, it really does. It represents like calm. It represents um, that holistic. And it represents pace that is truly the, the pace of Sabbath. And knowing that God too rested and to celebrate that in the season, no matter how old you are, no matter where your kids are, that rest is going to look different per season. Um, but I, without even having to have a conversation like this with you previously, Ashley, I've really always loved and honored that about you in the process in which you've built business. And you also are so, um, you're so in intricate with building relationships And I think at the end of the day, we can all have fancy things, but when it comes to what we really need, it's the relational side of what we do that is what's most filling. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, Sweet. you're welcome. I, I think when we're we're so far away sometimes, and yet we're right here in each other's backyard, and so the critical piece of allowing us to one support one another, especially as female entrepreneurs, but also as believers, and the the way that the kingdom, I feel, especially with women, is expanding in such a rapid place. I think that there are just women who are ready to take a stand. That boldness is coming out of them when it comes to sharing their faith 
we have to do it from a place of being whole. And that's mm-hmm. so a part of what you're doing. I would be curious mm-hmm. when someone is like looking for you either digitally, socially, I know they can get on um, the farmer Ashley and the farm life and all of that. What would you say is the predominant reason that people are coming to you now? I would say most are using me as kind of a primary care provider. Wow. Which I'm not actually a doctor, but um, especially after the pandemic, there's just a lot of medical phobia for very good reasons. And so 90% of people are, I mean, I saw over a thousand people last year as patients. Gosh, you guys, (laughs) that's so amazing. I've never put a single dollar into marketing for my functional medicine because it's, it is a little bit more, not rogue, but yeah. Yeah. You know, the health department has investigated me a few times. Sure. So I don't put myself like really, really out there. Um, it's just a blessing that it's they, so that they're coming to me. Uh, so I'll see three generations. It's very common now to have cute little ones, the parents, oh. and then they make their parents come. That's so so three generations, um, just trying to help everyone have health freedom, health resilience so that if for any reason this war becomes a little bit more intense than it already is, yeah, we are strong and we're ready to fight. So yeah. And that needs to be physic. I mean, that's physically applicable is. as well. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And I think also this understanding of there's, you know, some elements that have been broad, like broadcasted about, you know, food scarcity, um, financial scarcity, uh, what that actually becomes. Like, I'm not allowed to have a chicken coop in my neighborhood, but I would love to have a chicken coop, right? And so it's this understanding of like, wow, where are we as a community going to find these communes of safe havens for people to support one another? And what does that mm-hmm. support actually look like? And so you've done a beautiful job of just positioning yourself in that way. I think of like, like buggies and carts before they were a thing. Like there was the the local doctor. Everyone went to the local yeah. doctor. It was exactly. the, the one person. What was the what was medicine Quinn, Quinn the medicine doctor? Do you remember her? Remember that yeah. show? I, I think she was holistic. I don't know. At the time, I I'm pretty so. sure it was a faith driven thing. But that's like really what it makes me think of. And I'm so grateful that you're in my backyard and have that knowledge to be able to touch base with you about things like this. Especially like I said at the beginning, the hormonal piece. Now that you are in this place of like holding steady and like this is where I'm going to dwell and your boys are getting bigger and your husband has his own career, um, what do you see from a vision? Are you going to be hiring to bring in new people to support the growth from the numbers coming in or what are you focused on from a business entity perspective? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the, the store thankfully runs itself. So I've achieved autonomy there. I have a wonderful team, wonderful management team, the farm. I have my sons running that. <laughs> so Love this it. allows me to, yeah. But I'm like, am I going to farm when they grow up? Probably. <laughs> like, they do everything. <laughs> so awesome. It's so good. <laughs> wonderful. So that allows me to really look at this care piece that God has called me to, you know, hold this space for people of care I've, I've thought about having more clinicians under me right now. It, the Holy Spirit, from what I gathered last summer when I was picking some weeds, I, when he, <laughs> he, I talked when he talks to, me. to us, <laughs> it's very random. Um, it sounds like it's supposed to be more group based. Mm. And so, whether that. that's uh, building community, online community where we can all discuss our 
or if it's a book. I, that part, yeah. I'm not sure yet. That was I'm one just, of my questions. I'm like, when can I get my hands yeah. on your wealth of knowledge? <laughs> like, I need yeah. that. That's so awesome. So I'm not sure how it's going to implement. So what I'm doing right now, as I do every winter, because I'm not farming much right now outside right. of daily stuff, is I'm just writing. Mm. So, and I'm trying to bring on a hormone course, faith-based hormone course in the middle of February as like, I think this is what you want me to do. I love that. <laughs> I love so, that. Building well, community. So many more people in that way. And yeah. it's, not, it's not taking away from what you're doing here locally and relationally. It's just giving access to more people because those just thousand people. people know a lot of people, right? And so it's like giving access to that and at the time and sometimes even the financial investment that they can or can't you know, offer at that point. So to have those different tiers of people coming to you and being served is, is really paramount, especially mm-hmm. during this, this time. I mean, it's time. I, I keep saying that. And I don't mean people to be like, what, what is she talking about? What kind of time are we in? <laughs> I'm not like a doomsday person, but I do really like believe that this is a time for us to come back to the home. That's really mm-hmm. what I feel. I just yes. feel like God is calling his, his women specifically back to the home in a really beautiful and empowering way. I'm not saying you need to quit your career. We're both entrepreneurs. I'm yeah, saying not, the not people. Yeah, not literal home. Yeah, not yeah. like that, but just like taking care of our home from the inside out. And it starts with our health, really. Yeah, I can feel that. And there, there are amazing women out there who are ready to start congregating, who are pretty close to where they hope to be with their health and then they can start guiding. So I want to be a catalyst for those conversations on some kind of platform and then go into the depths so that they can understand their womb cycle. I I want it to be women. That's what the Holy Spirit, he said, help them. And he specifically said women. And I was like, really? I usually, I mostly help kids. I'm mostly pediatrics, God, or I do a lot of gut health. Yeah. Am I supposed to keep doing, you know, and he's like, women, women, women. I'm like, okay. He's highlighting. What's the path? Well, it doesn't close off all the other things, right? Because immediately, what does a mom think about more than she thinks about herself? Her kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's like, I think that's what he's saying. It's like, no, the centerpiece right now is the the woman. Yes. So (laughs) So help them understand their role in their home. So awesome. And let it span out from there. Well, Ashley, I'm so excited for you and just prayerful over the continued work that you're doing. And it's been so neat to have that like vicarious conversation through other people, but then also to be connected to you. And so just continuing to pray for, this is a ministry. This is a beautiful ministry that represents the Father in a really unique way um, that is so needed. And it's at the pace that I know he appreciates. And so I just hear him saying like, well done. Just well done, my good and faithful servant. And I love that about you. And so stay in that rhythm of grace. It's peace giving to all of us. And Mm -hmm. uh, as a reminder of like, there's nowhere but right here. There's nowhere but like this Mm -hmm. present moment and to be okay with the present moment, but also be willing to shift into a more holistic next minute, next moment, next season. Um, Mm -hmm. And you invite us into that. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So what's the best place for people to connect with you and potentially be on whatever this waiting list is? I'm getting on it as soon as I can for us to get a part of this, this e-course or group or community. Where can, are we going to be able to see that information first? Is it Instagram? I think Instagram's the easiest place. I put it all in one link tree bio where it's, you know, the store, the community, just boom, boom, boom. 
Get in, you guys. You've got to do this. It's going to bless you so much. And if you have any additional questions, all the show notes are dropped below. All of her links are here. Um, But I think we need your book. We need your podcast. Like, we we need these things. I need you in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited for it. Thank you, Ashley, for just saying Um, yes to God. I love how he speaks to you. Uh, mine's blow drying my hair generally. So you're in the, you're in the weeds and I'm blow drying my hair over here. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Thanks oh, for tuning thank you. in. Hey, y'all. It's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts, and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.